That's what I'm talking about, son. Get you some of that. That old pie. Woo-hoo! Looky there. There's your bug-eyed big one right there. Getting started. We're getting started. Here's what I'm talking about. Gosh dang gorilla. Let's go, baby. Straight meat. God, look at that big one. All right, welcome in, everybody, to the BAM Pod. I'm Big Ed, your host. And on the line tonight, we have got Cliff Crochet. He is on his way to a team tournament, and he's going to be talking with us. So bear with us if it kind of cuts in and out, but I will try to make it as clean and crisp as we can. Cliff, thanks for coming in today, man. Thanks for having me. How you doing this morning? Oh, I'm doing great. You know, it's uh, it's early my time, but it's, it's uh, you know, you're a couple hours away. So you're uh, you, now what tournament are you headed to right now? Headed to the uh, Major League Fishing General Tire uh, Team Series. Headed to uh, College Station, Texas. College Station, Texas. So now, now you told me you were gonna, you had this one in the bag, right? You were winning this one outright. Uh well, I like to. <laughs> that's the plan. But uh, hey, so the cool thing about this tournament is that this isn't a, a Major League Fishing Cup style event. Oh wow! So all I know is that I'm going to. I'm going to College Station to a hotel, and then we get in the trucks in the morning and go to the lake. So, so you have no idea where you have no idea where you're actually going to be fishing. Pretty, which is pretty. Uh, man, I love tour fishing, but you know, scouting and pre-fishing and this and that. Right. But I, I but just pulling up and fishing is is um, that's cool too. That's yeah. Cool. Well, and you know, and that's one of the big topics that we, um, that I wanted to talk to you about, you know, there's some in, in, in this world, this bass fishing world and you being a pro angler, you know, you're dealing with adversity all, all the time. I mean, whether it's weather or travel or, you know, you name it, it's out there on the water, it's, it's whatever. And now the organization's throwing you a little bit of a, a, a cross up and the whole format is basically changing on the Bass Pro Tour. Uh, Tell us a little bit about, you know, how you feel about that and what, you know, what it looks like, you know, for your future with, with the organization and, you know, how do you think it's going to turn out? Well, we headed to five fish format, which for me personally is, uh, is better. I think I'm more comfortable fishing that format. Um, ultimately that's what the league told us we were doing. You know, that's what the, that's what the rules are. So that's where we at. Mm-hmm. Uh when it was every fish matters, or when every fish counts, I fish that format too, you know. Uh, but for me, I, I, no doubt I'll be more comfortable fishing five fish. I do um, like the uh, catch, I do the catchway relief, but I miss weigh-ins, you know. But uh, I think this is kind of best of both worlds. Right. Catching five and releasing them on the water. The one thing that's uh, – the one thing that's different about this five fish format than ever before is we still have the score tracker. Okay. And so we've always had a score tracker, but, but I think it'll be different. You got to relearn the score tracker now because whenever you fish a traditional five fish tournament, you know, you got till three o'clock to catch your fifth fish mm-hmm. and you, you know, if you're struggling to catch that limit or you need one more fish or one more good bite, like, you know you're not winning a tournament at, at that time. You know, but now 
if you fish till 10 o'clock and you only got one fish in, in a traditional format where you don't know what's going on, you just, I mean, you know you're behind, but you just keep grinding and you do your deal. Right. But now with a five fish format with a score tracker, you know, you, if you're waiting on a good afternoon bite, it, it may be hard to stay calm and wait for that bite knowing that somebody caught 20 pounds in the first, you know, couple hours. So, right. And a good a good example of this is in Jason Christie when uh, in the Bassmaster Classic. He was he was doing his deal and then the guy on the bank told him he said, Edwin got twenty nine pounds and Jason changed up and and uh to try to catch it was twenty nine pounds. Edwin ended up winning a classic, but you can definitely see that the guy on the bank told him what Edwin had it changed his mindset. You know what I mean? Right. And then a couple of years later, when Jordan wins the classic at Lake Hartwell, Jason only needed to catch like another another keep of fish, but he continued chasing those big fish to to because that's what he thought he needed to win. So, I mean, a score tracker with every fish counts is one thing, but I think it's gonna because we're going to five fish. It's not like the score tracker goes away. So I think it'll be a a very traditional setting. But with a new twist, so it, it, I'm looking forward to it. I was gonna say, is that something? I mean, you, you've already said that's gonna make you feel a little more comfortable. It's gonna be something you you kind of go after. Do you feel like? I mean, I guess I don't I don't want to say this negatively, but do you feel like this is gonna take some of the people who have really excelled because of the fact that they could go out and just go, you know what? I'm just gonna go catch a bunch of you know. 13, 14 inch for whatever, you know, the legal size was or the legal weight was and just say, Hey, I, I'm just going to do that. Now, all of a sudden that really doesn't matter anymore. And, you know, how is that going to affect anglers who have, I don't want to say built their career off of that, but have really made a big name for themselves because they're willing to go out and just go, I'm just going to catch 200 fish today. I know I don't have big fish, but I'm going to go catch this. Well, I don't think anything changes for those guys. Mm -hmm. because you're talking about some super talented people right super talented hard-working people uh so you take a wheeler a connell odd default uh you know even lucas and uh these these dudes are super talented and hard-working so when they when we were playing every fish counts they did what they thought was best to do well in that format you know what i mean right but they i mean they super good fishermen super talented work hard you can put them in a 18 fish tournament and they still could do the deal you can yeah. put them in a two fish circuit they may change their they may change their tactics a little bit mm -hmm. uh but i mean they, i mean they just uh they good fishermen good athletes and you got to beat them no matter what but I do, I do think at a certain point it changes techniques a little bit. You know, when 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 we went to every fish counts, when we started that, there was a there was a belief that flipping and frogging and chatterbaiting the whole that everything would die and shaky heads would <laughs> would would you know go to the top. Right. And that was I think we've seen that wasn't a hundred percent true at all. And now, now we're going to spot fish, and you 
know, there's a belief that now you're going to start saying, you know, everybody's going to throw a glide beat and everybody's throwing top water all day. And to a certain point, you, you tactics did change a little bit, but I think it'll be the same old stuff, you know, chatterbait, spinnerbait, square bills. Um, that's all going to say the same. I do think people will approach tournaments different. You know, a prime example of that would be Smith Link. Mm-hmm. Wheeler, Wheeler did well at Smith Link. He was he was catching scoreable fish, and uh, he was purposely targeting scoreable fish to you know to do well in the tournament. If we go back to Smith Lake at that same time of year, maybe he don't catch them fishing vertical, looking at them. You know, maybe maybe the technique changes to dock fishing or who knows. So, I think the techniques change a little bit, but the same guys are still going to be, you know, the same guys are still competing. People are still get on hot streaks, and people get hot and cool off and all. It's, can't forget, you know, the, the right. group of fishermen you're talking about. That's some world-class dudes in there. So no, and I'm not, and I'm not trying to get it done. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not trying to belittle them or take away their skill. It's just a different, you know, it's such a different way of looking at it. It's It's – you know, now you're talking, and I, I think that a, a little bit of this too is um, going to be the fact that there's the 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 score tracker still there. So yeah, you're going to be out there, and Cliff's sitting at the top, and he's got you know 25 pounds, and you're you know you're whoever down there at the bottom going, shoot, I need 25 pounds. <laughs> you know, you have to adapt, you have to take in, into the consideration, and all of a sudden you got to change everything. You know, and I don't. I'm just wondering how many guys are going to be able to, you know, I, I guess you don't take that away anyway, because that's what's going on at every tournament, no matter what, whether you know what the guy has or doesn't, you know, you're always going to be out there grinding, trying to get your best five fish now. Um, but that's, you know, I'm not trying to take away from their, their skills. I'm just trying to say, are there going to be guys that ex- go back to excelling a little bit more who didn't excel quite as well at the, every fish counts, you know? Yeah, I think it will. Yeah, I think I think you see some. Um, yeah, I think you see some some different guys pop up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you see some different dudes. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think it changes a little. Um, it'll be interesting to see. That's that's for sure. <laughs> I, I think so. I think it's going to be well. You know, and it's it's. I don't know why they, you know, why they did it. I don't know if you know why they did it. I mean, you're probably in on this a lot more than everybody else. You know, a lot of the other, uh, some of the the fans and everything out here as to why they decided that, you know what, it's time that we go back to the more traditional style. Um, do you have any insight on why they decided to do that? Yeah, well, I, I can tell you what I know. Uh, I know there was a discussion amongst anglers. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we have the uh, we have an angler board, and and uh, we got you know leaders that that take I don't, I don't want to call them issues. It's something you know set up like a democracy to a certain right. point. You know what I mean? Correct. Uh, so you have leaders, and if you have a concern or think you have a, a, something that can improve the league or whatever, you go through a chain of command and you get it to the board, and the board brings it. The league and it's discussed and vetted and and then uh, sometimes you know the anglers' opinions get shut down and sometimes it they take our opinions and we vote on it and 
and we go forward. So I know there was a conversation with, with anglers about fishing for ICS, and uh, that was brought to the league, and then, and then the league did some research, and and uh, they brought it to a vote with the anglers. The anglers, most anglers wanted to go to ICS, and the league thought it was a good idea too, so that's, that's the direction we went. Okay. For, I mean, for the uh, well, that was that's for Bass Pro Tour, a regular season right. Bass Pro Tour events, and then uh, heavy hitters and uh, the team series will still be every fish counts. And what about and the the cups too, right? That's yeah. What the cups slash team series will be every oh. fish counts. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's uh. That's what I was kind of wondering, um, you know, because I, you know, rumor out on the thing, you know, on everything is that there was a a talk about a lot of anglers saying, you know what, this just isn't working for me and I'm going to switch up and I'm going to go back to maybe one of the other events or one of the other, you know, uh, tours because I, this just, this just isn't working for me. It's not my forte. It's not what I do. Do you know anything? I mean about that if guys were just like you know what i'm done with the every fish counts thing and i'm gonna go try you know i'm gonna go back to five fish because it's what i feel comfortable with you know i, I yeah honestly i heard you hear some rumblings about that mm-hmm. um but i can tell you that i'm going into year 14 yeah year 14 between age league fishing and bass pro tour and the bass master elite series mm-hmm. and at the end of every year no matter what was going on or not going on, there was always a group of people that were leaving. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, I think it, that's just human nature. Uh, people uh, complain or get aggravated or whatever. So I, yeah, I don't know if that was a group of people that was really leaving, but I've heard that for every year for the last 14 years. <laughs> I'm leaving at the end of the season and then come to find out, you know, two or three guys move on and then it's all good, you know? Right. Well, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's attrition. People, you know, people are going to go back to what they know or they're going to go try something else or think they're going to treat it a different way. Or, I mean, it's, it's professional fishing. I mean, there's other options out there. Fortunately, there are other options out there. I think it was a big blow up, a big turn up when we saw, you know, MLF come around and, you know, Bassmaster. But what it does and what it, do, you know, will do always is allow for new young talent to come in, you know, as well. I mean, you know, given their opportunity to make a name for themselves. I mean, you turn on some of these tours now and you don't even, you know, guys' names are up there and it's like, who? <laughs> you know. But I, I think it's a, I think it's good. You know, you, you've been seeing it for 14 years. Um, there are always going to be people that change things up. So, um, you know, it's it's not a bad thing necessarily to to pick it up, blow it up a little bit, and then restart. We have a process that we call Simple Price, Simple Process, and what that means is we take our lowest and best price and we post it on every single car. There's no back and forth. And by simple process, what that means is when you meet somebody, um, they can handle every aspect of what you do in your card transaction buying experience from beginning to end. Another another good thing that, uh, I, where we at, is with different leagues and people leaving and doing what's best for them, whatever. 
I think it creates competitions between the leagues. Right. Which which is which is good because that in turn I think makes it better for the anglers. So uh, you, it's I almost mean, you, like a uh it's almost, it's almost like, like a a, a, a standard. Right. Well, it raises the standards, right? I mean, everybody, you, right. you see a little bit in, in every tour now, you see a little bit of what MLF does. You see a little bit of what Bassmaster does. You see a little bit of what the professional bass tour does. You see, there's all these little subtleties, little ways that, you know, this, this organization does it, this organization does it this way, that blah, 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 all across the country, all the different tours that are out there. Everybody's always taking ideas from somebody else and trying to modify them and make them how they feel is a better way. And I, I think that's kind of yeah. what you're, what you're saying. And, and the person that are the people that benefit yeah. the most are the anglers. Yeah. No matter, no matter where you work at or what you do for a living, you always want a better workplace. Of course. And, uh, and that, and that happens competition. You know, if McDonald's is paying uh, $18 an hour, Burger King will pay 20 to get you over there. You know what I mean? So, right. Uh, but it's a, uh, you know, it's just a constant, constant uh, evolution of trying to get things better for for uh, fishermen, man. That's just that's what you want. You just want you want everybody to win. You want everybody to to have a a good place to be. Right. Um, you know, and that's one of the things I was going to you know ask you is, you know, the the contrast between the two, you know, Bassmaster and MLF. Has you know everybody's always talked about it, and since it's come to fruition, you know that the tour that these guys wanted to see in the MLF, um, and you've seen some big name guys, you know, jump and go back or, or come over or however it is. What you know, what makes you get up every day and go, you know what, this is where I want to be. You know, what's your what's your big driving force to stay with the Bass Pro Tour? Is it, you know? Well, uh, I'll tell you this. I've enjoyed every day of my career, whether it's been at Bass or Major League Fishing. Some kind of way I figured out how to fish for a living. Mm-hmm. So life is good. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but but what what excites me, you know, to go back to work every year at Major League Fishing, uh, that's where I, you know, that's where I chose to go a couple of years ago. I, I, what I liked was the... Uh, the long-term vision that we were presented with, the uh, the opportunity for for growth and uh, exposure. Exposure was a big deal between the the uh, Bass Pro Tour and the Cups. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot a lot of TV time, um, and you just got to you got to perform to get it. So. Um, that's one thing that that I, I I really like was the amount of exposure they had, and yeah. and too I tell you this, it don't really matter where where you fishing at. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, I mean I'm at Major League Fishing, I like it. it it's a competition. Is the competition is still what drives me. That's the right. And like I mean, if you wanted to compete to see who drinks the, their water fast, I'd be. <laughs> we could do that too. Competition is 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 what gets you, man. That's. That's what gets me is yeah. the competition. Now, now I, I don't want to I don't want to read into this too much, but the 
you know, when competition drives you, you want to fish against the best. You want to fish against you want to, I guess if you go to a local five, you know, five team club tournament and you win, you know, being Cliff Crochet, um, <laughs> it doesn't really mean anything. You know, it's like, hey, I did it. You know, yeah, cool. Um, I should do it. But if you're going up there and you're fishing against some of the top guys in the country, it means a little bit more to win that event. So you you position yourself in a place where you can compete with the best guys on the water, the, the, the guys who are out there. Is that is that mostly what you are saying right now? Yeah. No. So like competition is competition. I love it. Like right. whether it's five fish at home or fast pro tour elite series like uh and man i i grew up playing sports and i got young boys now playing sports i'll i'll come back to the topic just just hear me out yeah um, man like like to compete like if it in in fishing tournaments we put our money up you know a hundred dollars or whatever to go fish right. whether it's a hundred or ten thousand like like we agree to compete against each other, so it don't matter where we at or who it is, mm-hmm. we going after it. Uh, so like the competition drives me. Now back to the uh, yeah, I mean like when I when we made the switch and when I made the switch to Bass Pro Tour, yeah, it mattered to me that Kevin was gone, uh, Gerald, and and uh, Hackney were there at that point, Biffle. Uh, big troll. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to fish against them dudes. Uh, Ike and Nelly went. Uh, Andy Morgan was going fishing against those names. Yeah, that. I mean, somebody at my age that, that grew up in my at my time. Those are the dudes you want to fish against for sure. Right. Yeah, that. I'd be lying if I tell you that didn't pump me up. Now, with that being said, <laughs> other dudes at and uh, you know and uh, at Bass and NPFL and those places. They've made their names and, and they're growing up and, and uh, that type of stuff. And there'll be kids that, that people that, that follow it at a certain point and that and, and people build their names and that's who people want to fish against. But for me, to fish against the names that I grew up with and, and mm-hmm. watching and idolizing, yeah, that, that, that gets you moving in the morning for sure. Yeah, I mean, I remember, you know, when I first started tournament fishing, that it was the same thing out here on the West coast, you know, when the guys that you, you know, the Gary Dobbins and the Skeet Reese and the Jimmy Reese and all these guys that are out there, you know, it's like those guys would show up to a tournament. I mean, half the field would, you know, like, well, I should just give them my money and walk off, you know, and other people like myself were like, why his money spends just as good. You know, I want to, I want to take that guy. I want to go against them because they are, what we consider the best out here and what we, you know, and they've proven over time. And so if I can take that guy, if I can finish above him in a tournament, um, you know, Ishman Rowe fishes out here a lot. So when I go to a tournament and I'm fishing against Ish and I, you know, and I get to beat him or I get to come ahead of him, I mean, whether I get the win or not, it's like, Hey, at least I accomplished something, (laughs) you know, that's that's that feeling. I know exactly. I know exactly talking about because, um, so like when, you, when you fish those, those tournaments and you got those dudes you want to beat, you know, mm-hmm. like back to the competition deal, when you start fishing tournaments, it's about ter- competition and, and, and doing well and working hard and, mm-hmm. and, and like competing, you know what I mean? 
Right. So you, you got those guys that you want to beat. That you want to beat. That's that, that's who you measure yourself against. And then, fortunately, I've I've done well, and 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 created somewhat of a a name for myself. You know. Mm-hmm. So when I go back and I and I finish tournaments, and somebody says, "Man, I, I, you know, I beat Cliff. You know, I, I finished higher than him. You know, I took his money." I I'm like. I take that as a compliment because if you worried about beating me, obviously you respect what I've done. And uh, I'm like, so I take that as a compliment. And I, you know, nobody likes getting beat, but <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm thankful that uh, this dude acknowledges that, that I work hard and uh, obviously I made some type of impression on him. So uh, yeah, at one point you're trying to beat that dude or are you trying to, are you trying not to get beat, you know, cause the dude wants yeah. to beat you. So it's, it's all good, or it's uh, but, but back, you know, we talk about like, if where you know, like why you why do you get up and what still gets you going? Yeah. The competition is the deal. Like, like uh, man, when I when I go fish a tournament, mm-hmm. and and you know I got kids now and and that type of stuff, so I don't fish as many local tournaments as I used to. <laughs> I mean, you, that's just life for people, you know. Yeah. yeah. We used to fish 40 a year. Now I fish probably, you know, you know, I don't know, maybe 12 tournaments a year, 15 tournaments a year. Right. But I, 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 uh, I, I try to fish because of life and and uh, family and work and stuff. You know, you, yeah. You fish uh, quality over quantity. But I, I, uh, man, I, I love that. Get that rush. That that. Uh, like you cock in, going to work, you know, it's, it's, it, uh, you, you get excited, man. It, it's, it's, it's quality over quantity for me now, but, right. um, man, it's almost like, well, it's just like a football player it goes through a routine stretch, goes, you know, goes through yep. his deal. And, and then, you know, at, at seven o'clock, you know, Saturday night, they kicking it off. You know what I mean? Yeah, build up to seven o'clock and you and you get gone and it's it's the same thing in fishing. I I, I love it. I was you know I was a, I was a sports junkie when I was a kid, right? Right. I was supposed to go I was supposed to go play football in the NFL, but uh, that didn't work out. I just wasn't good enough. You know what I mean? It right. didn't take me long. I figured out at about eighth grade. I'm like, look, dude, you're not going. You're not gonna be an NFL <laughs> football player. Just just know that. Uh, but man, I I, I enjoy playing sports and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played played uh, football in high school, which I thought was the end all be all. I mean, I thought that was thought that was life, but I didn't know what I was gonna yeah. do after that. You know, right? The competition, really. I love competition. I love it. Well, and you know, and I, I think we talked about this the last time that uh, I, I interviewed. You know, and just when you talk about fishing and and you know, competition is it's it just hits other some people different ways you know like yourself it's like competition is what drives me that getting out there getting that feeling going through the motions of of every day you know just going out and and, but we also talked about the guys that just love to go fishing that just love to be out there and there are so many people you know, that, that enjoy fishing nowadays. And I'm really watching the women's, you know, the women's events and watching them, them come up and I'm seeing the certain, the certain ladies out there that are really starting to um, show their colors of how much they want to compete. Um, you know, and it, and it's one of those things that uh, I think when you talk about competition, 
very few people get as deep as you get, you know, like you feel that competition, like you want it, you just want it. And I think this, this sport gives you such an opportunity to, to have that because you can just take it to a small tournament and you still feel like you're, you're, you're like, I, I gotta go beat. I gotta go out there. I gotta win. I gotta win. I gotta win. I gotta win. You know, it's there, that competition, that beating that one guy, you know, Cliff showed up at my local tournament. I, all of a sudden I'm, I'm pumped. I'm like, no, no, here, here's the day I'm going to go out and get this guy whooped, you know? And I, and I can really respect what you're saying on this, on that whole topic, you know? It, um, that is one cool thing about our sport. Everybody gets to be who everybody gets to be Michael Jordan. It's a one man team. You are the MVP. You get to be that dude in our sport. Right. Um, Everybody else may not view you as Michael Jordan, but in your mind, you get you get to be the starting quarterback. You are the point guard. That's awesome. Hey. Yeah, and like we like we had talked about before. Uh, yeah, I, I mean that's how I feel about tournament fishing. Yeah. And the, the people that just love to go fish on Saturday morning are just as much fishermen as 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 the hardcore tournament dude. The fishing, you know, the fishing world is is about fishing. Yeah. Uh, like, well, that makes sense. You know. That, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Cause, but like, uh, no, nobody is more of a fisherman than the other person. Like nope. it's all, all one big happy family. I would tell you this too, cause uh, high school fishing is a big deal now, right? And growing, and so is college fishing. And I, you know, I love to compete, bro. And and I'm not against talking a little smack, talking a little <laughs> shit, whatever. We'll have some fun, you know what I'm saying? But right. when it's all said and done, uh. When it's all said and done, whether you you're playing football or baseball or or uh, fishing, when it's all said and done, you get beat. You know, you shake the dude's hand, you say congratulations, and you respect the guy for beating you, and, and right, move on to the next tournament. And, uh, I I think that's I think that's I, something in our sport that is so overlooked is that, you know. I think one of the biggest things you really need to learn when you first get into this sport is a gracious way to lose because honestly, there's one winner. Everybody else is just, you know, picking up their check and going home and going, dang it. I wish I had that, you know, that next, that next level, that next that win. I wish I had that. Um, you know, and I think you really need to learn how to lose in this thing very graciously. You know, like you just talked about tip your hat, shake the guy's hand or, or whoever beat you and say, I'll get you next time, bud. We'll see you, see you on the next one, you know? Bash you, folks. Information is pouring over. If you want to learn more about every lake, how to fish, shallow, deep, in-between, skipping docks and rocks and cranking, slow wiggling, chatter smattering, you get it at Bash U. We got the best of the best. If somebody's ever caught a bass on something and perfected the technique, we got you covered. Get on Bash U TV, check it out, sign up, be a member, be part of it, folks. Keep learning. I'm Gerald Swindle. Subscribe to Bash U. Yeah, that's uh, that's one thing that we had in fishing, and uh, you know, I hope I hope we keep it as long as possible. Mm-hmm. But like a, a honor system, like a, like a respect system. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you know, guy, like say, guy, went shake your hand and, and move on. But here's something else you got to remember too, and I, I've seen this before, and and. I, I do have to take a minute to give a shout out to some dudes that that brought me into tournament fishing and taught me how to fish. Mm-hmm. Like those dudes taught me, or they tried very hard 
you know, to teach me about respect and conservation and that type of stuff. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, when I was a teenager, man, I get my ass chewed sometimes, you know, for, for uh, you know, maybe being too cocky or saying something smart aleck to an older fisherman or something. I, you know, I was just a mistakes teenagers make, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but they did a good job of, uh, of, of, uh, of teaching me that, that, that there's respect in this game, you know? And you got to remember, like, man, if, if you fish uh, BSLs or Federation or whatever local team circuit that you fish, are you fishing against the same 50, 60 guys or 100 guys? You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and and where I'm at, it, it was almost like a big circle of friends. And uh, you don't you don't want to be that dude that everybody hates, you know, because every group has that guy. But, uh, it, man, it's just cool to uh, grow up in tournament fishermen grew up in tournament fishing with a with a big group of friends. It's almost like a big mob from from mm-hmm. you know for me, like I said, with South Louisiana, it was a big mob, and and we've been fortunate enough to uh, to have some people go on and do it professionally, mm-hmm. uh, make the classic through the federation, that kind of stuff, and uh, just a whole lot of high fives and and uh, and and people happy for other people respecting what other people's done. And it, it's just uh, it's, it's it's a cool deal to see that that uh, that respect in in fishing. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I do. And you know, you and I are both at Redcrest this year, um, working and, and doing our stuff. And, and you know, I thought it was most imp- I, It was probably one of the one of a really proud moment in my life to watch the weigh in of the Redcrest live with those guys. And you know, Bobby's doing his thing out there and. You know, there are guys that I'm rooting for, too, because they're West Coast guys, guys I know and everything else. But when he wins, even the guy who came in second, which some people might know him, um, you know, was out there going, I'm just so happy for him. He he deserved this win. You know, he deserved to get that. And that's that's not something you get a lot. You know, you don't win a Super Bowl and hear, you know, with Tom Brady loses, you don't hear him over there going, yeah, well, they really deserved it more than we did. You know, that's. I think that's something that's really like you're talking about. It's something really prideful in our sport that you can come out and have people root for you like that. Um, hey, let's be real too, though. The, sometimes the guy in second place, <laughs> like, oh, he deserves it. I'm like, nah, dude, tell the truth. Tell the truth. He didn't deserve it. Like, just be real. Right. <laughs> you can be respectful and say, man, you know, good job. You beat me. Sometimes yeah. we throw a little bit of all shucks in there a little bit sometimes. Yeah, but- of course. Uh, Nobody likes it, to lose. It is, <laughs> it, it is cool to see you like. Congratulations, good job, and uh, right. I'll get you next time. Yeah, no, and I and I thought it was I, really impressive to watch how a lot of the guys that were standing there who had you know been eliminated from the tournament or hadn't made it or whatever um, were in that you know in that arena in Oklahoma watching it and were just ecstatic that he walks away with that hey. you know. So you want to hear a good story about that? Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, so in 2010 on the Elite Series, I got beat. Jason Williamson beat me by two ounces, mm. and uh, and he won and he won the tournament. And uh, you know, on his home lake and stuff, and it's a good deal, you know. So <laughs> life goes on, and uh, I thought, dude, I was crushed. I cried. <laughs> I cried backstage, dude. I was, I was crushed. I mean, you don't, 
it's tough to win. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, so anyway, like the next week, I'm at home and uh, my phone rings. I don't I don't recognize the number. I answer the phone is Oklahoma number. I knew that nine one eight. So I answered the phone and uh, it was Edwin. Edwin called me and uh, just to check on me. He's like, man, I was I was tough, you know what I mean? I just wanted to make sure you're all good. You know, that's a good tournament or whatever. And it was uh, it was just cool to see that uh, a superstar would call and check on somebody. You know? Yeah. Uh, so that was that was pretty cool. That is, I mean, you know, and that's that's what I'm talking about. Is it? It's this sport really is like a brotherhood in a lot of ways. Um, you know, not to exclude the the ladies out there because there's a lot of them out that are coming up that are good. But you know, it, it is a group of people that get together and respect the work and understand the work. You know, I think that's one of the things. Even the guys who have won, the guys who have you know climaxed the top and be, you know had the had the, you know, the win. I mean, you look at guys, you know, rest, rest is, you know, rest in peace, my friend, but Aaron Martins, you know, Mr. Number two forever. It's like, how does that guy get through all that and keep getting that second place and keep doing it? And then when he finally wins, it's, you're just, I don't care who you are. You're rooting for the guy. Cause it's like, no, yeah. this guy deserves a win. You know, he works and works and works and you know, he finally gets the win, you know, and then it's like, it comes to truth. But that's, I think that's something that you see here that I don't see in a lot of other sports. They become so much, you know, team against team or people, and you don't see a lot of the back, you know, behind the scenes and that sort of thing. But with bass fishing, the way that, you know, it comes around. And I think that's one of the things that really made it so hard with this recent incident on the walleye tour you know, to such a slap in the face to so many different people and to give a big giant black eye to fishing in general. Um, you know, that cheating in this sport is not, you know, not okay. And and I think that you would definitely agree with that. Um, it's not worth it. Yeah, somebody, yeah, like like the uh, walleye dudes. And uh, if if anybody intentionally cheats, Puts fish in a cage, puts weight in a fish. And it, yeah, I, I ain't got no use for them. Right. Like it's, yes, it's totally against, totally against the the spirit of of what we're doing. And uh, you know, I hope anybody that 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 takes part in that, you know, life is yeah. full circle. Life is full circle. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they'll get what's got they got coming to them. But I, you know. I, I want everybody out there. I want people to understand. It's like when you get out there, if you see something like that, you got to report it. You got to, you know, whether it's anything, you know, like you said, putting fish in a cage and like that, you know, don't be afraid to step up and, you know, say, Hey, this is what I saw, you know, let them explain themselves out of it, but, you know, put it out there. Um, yeah. I think you, obli- I think you're obligated to do it. This is a, this, this is, is an outdoorsman. A, yeah. I mean, this is a sport that, like you just said, this is honor. I mean, there are times when you're on that boat by yourself, uh, or you're, you know, you, it's just you and your teammate or whatever. And if you, if you decide that this is how you're going to win, you need, you know, I can't, I'm not good enough to win. So I'm going to cheat to win at some point. There's got to be some kind of, you know, recognition that that's not okay. Who was a guy in, in uh, California snagging him? And, uh, 
and but saying he caught all these big fish with Mike I, Long was that his name? I yeah, I believe it was Long. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll put him and the walleye dudes together. And... Yeah. <laughs> oh, and my, you know, but the guy that caught the the world record down in, you know, down south, um, you know, hooked it outside the mouth, took a picture of it, put it back and said, nope, didn't do it right. Got to, got to, got to put her back. And, you know, and then, you know, six months later, whatever, they find her dead. And it's like, and it wasn't because of what he did. It was just, she got old. Um, but it's one of those things. It's like, you got to respect that more than you do, you know, the other guys for sure. You know, the it's just, that's the way it should be. It's like, Oh, well that happened. Let's try again. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, you know, so yeah. I, you know, and I didn't really, <laughs> I really want to get off on a tangent of, of cheaters, but it's one of those things that, uh, you know, with this sport and how, how great it really can be and how really, I think it's the, one of the purest sports we actually have because of, you know, it's you against something else. You know, it's you against the fish. It's you, it's your talent, what you can do, what you can figure out against, you know, against something that has zero interest in in being taken a picture of. All of that, all of that sprinkled with a little bit of luck. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's what makes it, yeah, all of that plus a little bit of luck sprinkled in there. Yeah, I mean, we just had a tournament out here, uh, one of our one of our championships, and the guys, you know, were going down and um, on a lake, you know, Lake Shasta, and they get a ten pound fit, they get a ten pound largemouth, you know, and lap and basically lap the field with that because most guys were catching, you know, ten to twelve pounds the whole day, you know, five their five fish were ten pound, nine pounds, that was the middle of the field, that was what everyone and these guys come in and they, you know, they get a ten and it's like every once in a while a little luck peeks out <laughs> you know because that's not that's you know that's not skill yeah that's the that's the kind you want to catch on tournament day for sure right so um so with this coming up uh you know let's let's get back a little more efficient on on you know because we've got a little bit of time here left before we're going to cut off but um you know your upcoming event right now that you're going to up there What's the, you know, what's the seasonal stuff that you think should be going on? Right now, we should be able to catch them uh, November. You're looking at uh, 50s and 50s and low 70s. Should be, man, should be typical fall. And I hate talking typical fall, chat, <laughs> back of the creeks, you know, the whole same ordeal. But um, that should be going on. But man, that water temperature should be at a at a spot, you know, in the seventies when the fish are biting. So mm. anything goes. That's that's the that's the good thing, you know. Any, anything goes. Um, me personally, we we go on this this tournament. They just put you on a lake and you just go. Right. So you know, I'm I'll be uh you know spinner baiting, uh square billing, slipping, frogging. I'm riding in a truck right now, and I, I got 40 rods in front of my truck, and I'm trying to figure out why. I'll, I'll throw two all day, you know, just keep it simple. Well, you don't want to miss, any, miss anything, right? <laughs> yeah, but I throw the same three rods. You know, I, I, it's, <laughs> you, you ain't got no time. You get a 30 minute run run around, right. you know, just to look at what you're doing. And that's uh, it. We weird, bro. You know, like like let's just say you go flipping and frogging. And mm -hmm. you don't catch them. 
you're like, man, I need I need to start using my electronics. I need to get out there and look and and you know, drag right. around and stuff. Then you go do that, you know, next tournament or next day, and you don't catch me. You're like, man, you just got to stick to the basics. So it, it, it's funny. I laugh at myself. I, you know, when it's all said and done, because you always know the answer after. Talking about, you know, L, you know, got talk about football competition. LSU Alabama last weekend. LSU the big win. Go Tigers. <laughs> LSU goes for two, gets the win, and you're like, oh, that was a great call. That was a great call because it worked. You all, you know, I went for it. <laughs> right. I guess so. You don't went for it. You know what happened? Um, yeah, basic fall stuff, man. That's what I'm expecting. Spinner beating. Not just any spinner bait. Cliff Crochet spinner bait. Got to throw that in there. Cliff Crochet. Crush the lower spinner bait. You know what I mean? Okay. I don't have any of those in my box. I guess I got I to I go buy some of those. Uh, yeah, go get you some. I'll, get me, I'll have to get me some of those ones. Um, it's just funny to say, you know, that you're, you you say that. And I think you called that, by the way, that win, by the way. Um and uh but you 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 head out you know you've got these fall patterns almost everything i heard except for flipping maybe but even flipping is you know all reaction bait so when you see the, you get to these tournaments it's like you're covering water and and hoping that you get you know the good bites that you need and it, at what point do you uh, you know it's like you get down there and it's like wait 64 degree water what happened um you know what what point do you just start you know, slowing down and finessing a little bit more because you don't have much time in these events. I mean, it's not a huge, and and, yeah, and you're getting like and you're getting buried hours. by other and you're getting buried by other guys really quick. Bass Angler Magazine is your guide to better bass fishing. Bass Angler is dedicated to helping you catch more and bigger bass, no matter what time of year or where you live. This is not your ordinary fishing magazine. Every issue is jam-packed with 30-plus articles from the world's best bass anglers. Bass Angler Magazine is available at BassAnglerMag.com, Tackle Warehouse, Bass Pro Shops, Cabela's, Gander Mountain, Walmart, and Better Tackle Shops everywhere. Bass Angler also makes a great gift for any angler. Get Bass Angler today and start catching more bass tomorrow. Visit BassAnglerMag.com or your favorite tackle shop. This is not your ordinary fishing magazine. BassAnglerMag.com. I'm uh, man, you know, I'm just, I'm uh, I'm just looking for an area. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll, um, I'm, I'm looking for reaction bites. And if I can get enough reaction bites in that area, mm-hmm. then I'll slow down and 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 finesse. Yeah, maybe not finesse, but pick but, it apart. Uh, maybe pick it apart a little more. Pick it up. Yeah, pick it apart once. Once I have enough confidence in an area, mm-hmm. and I like, you know, a lot of times I use the phrase within eyesight, you know, if I can, if I can get, you know, enough bites within eyesight that makes me believe that I'm a round fish, mm-hmm. then I'll slow it down and start picking stuff apart. Um, That's the biggest deal, man. Mm-hmm. You got to, you got to believe you're around them, you know? Right. To, to be able to slow down. Or I, I, I do anyway. So if I can just, if I can get two or three bites, Within a, a, a you know a short time, I'm like, all right, here we go, let's do it. Now you know that's a great thing to look at. So with this, this is the one where you get you basically get three periods, right? That you're fishing. Right. Okay. So are your are you basically using like your first period as a as a just a pre fish thing? It's like, hey, this is the, this is the best pre fish I got. Is go out there, find what I can find. This is the area I think they should be in. Um, 
and the other, you know, I don't, I know they don't really have tracking to where you're, you can see where the other guys are fishing, but when you get on your first period and, you know, somebody just sits over there, they jump on a spot and they're just lighting them up. Is it, you know, I've always wondered, is it something that guys run around and, and look and see where they're fishing or what they're fishing in that first period to see if they, you know, okay, second period, you're not going to go fish right on them. I mean, maybe some guys might, but you know, you're going to find water that maybe, you know, it's like, you know what, I remember a spot over here when I did my 30 minute run through that, you know, looked a lot like that. Maybe I can put that together. How far does this go as far as what you, what you're looking for when you're out there first period, just like, Hey, I got to find something. So you got a, you got a uh, thirty minute ride around. You get to you get to look for what you want or what, you know. You got to in your mind. You're like, man, here's a seasonal pattern. You know, fall, shine, back to creek. That that whole, mm-hmm. you know, that whole deal. But then, like, if I see reeds or or certain docks set up a certain way or or isolated wood, I'm still looking for something that fits the seasonal pattern but it fits me too something i'm very confident in you know what i'm saying right. if, they, if they got floating docks over 40 foot of water that don't interest me <laughs> I, I need i need to find something that fits me mm-hmm. and fits the seasonal pattern you know what i mean right but it, but here's what's funny about tournament fishing and, and that ride around period and and you know, but like man how 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 did how do got those guys find them so quick so I've learned this about tournament fishing, and, and I try to. I try to. Uh, I don't always do a good job of it, but it, look back over where you go. Most of the time, when 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 you start scouting for a tournament, and you got a day or two or, or whatever, when you start scouting for a tournament, most of the fish you find are within that first eight hours on the water or ten hours on the water if you got a couple of days. Like if you got a multiple day practice, most of the stuff that you find for your tournaments, think about this. Just think in your mind. Most of the fish you find are early in practice because you have no history. You're just fishing off of what what makes sense, what what's working. You know what I mean? Like I your gut. You're working off your gut. Right. Where where I get in trouble and where fishermen get in trouble is you start, you start, uh, start that pro talk. You know, winds blowing from the east, so you fish the west side, the creek on the backside with the water temperature, and you start putting all these things in this equation. Next thing you know, the equation is uh, two pages long. Right. Where first, it, where when you first started practice, you just went off your gut and it worked. So that's that's how that's I, that's what I try doing that ride right around. Not think too much, but but use common sense in my gut. Um, now on to what, you know, the, with the score tracker, you hear what people are doing mm-hmm. and you, uh, I'd be lying if I said you, you try not to put the pieces together. Right. Like, man, Rojas is catching them. Uh, you're like, man, he's, fli-, you know, he's frogging. Yeah. Like Van Damme's catching them. You're like, he's winding something. And, uh, it's funny because you, a lot of, you know, you go back and you look and you're like, that was not even close to, <laughs> you know, that what, that's not how it went down. Yeah. You know? Oh, I, 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 try. I believe I've watched some of the shows I've seen you. Um, I've seen you, I've seen a couple other guys that talk that, that say that on the air, you know, they're like, 
oh man, he's you know Rojas is lighting them up, or Van Dam's lighting them up, or I can I lighting them up. So they I know what they're doing. They're doing this, and then you're watching them going, nope, <laughs> you know? totally wrong. <laughs> you know? I mean, I think the only guy you can do that to is, is talk. I think I think he's you know it's is he's catching if he's catching him, he's catching him on a crankbait or a spinnerbait period. <laughs> It's like he's probably the yeah, only he's probably the only one that I think I've people are like oh the spinnerbait might must be on and it's yeah actually that that's what's going on. <laughs> so I would say one one cool thing about watching major league fishing and 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 uh, and being on the water on a score tracking and going back and watch it <laughs> is uh, it's a funny deal too because like like we'll be fishing me and you and you're like man they. They own a green pumpkin uh, beaver. Right. I cannot get bit on black and blue. Or they, you know, they own a flipping bait. I can't get bit on a chatter bait. Right. Well, you go back and you watch it, and six people made the cut throwing a chatter bait. Right. You know, or, or flipping a black or, and blue uh, <laughs> creature. <really>. Yeah, <laughs> I, man, we we are so we are so stupid. <laughs> we are so. I mean, we, I mean, we stupid, you know what I'm saying? I'll give you another, another prime example of that. I love to throw a black frog. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would, I would throw, you, know, you put a gun in my head and you say, Cliff, go catch a three pound in an hour or I'm going to shoot you. I'm throwing a white frog. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> if you called Ish right now, yeah. called Ish right now, he would argue with me, tell me white is better. Right. And I can tell you, I, I mean, we've both caught a lot of fish on frogs. And I, I'm i a black dude. He's a white dude. I mean, you don't know what. Does it really matter? Or is it in your mind? You know what I mean? I think it's in our mind a whole lot more than we than we like to admit. I think it does go back to what you said a little earlier in the fact that confidence and being you has to be a part of your fishing day. You know, you can't go out there and say, I'm going to go in 60 feet of water and I'm going to throw a drop shot because, you know, that's what it should be doing. It's like, that's great. I'm, you know, somebody's going to catch it doing that, but it ain't going to be me. I've done, I've done that a lot in my life. It's like, I go to somewhere and I, it's like, oh, well, there's a great bite at, you know, 80 feet. (laughs) Good for them. Um, Cause I ain't fishing. (laughs) It's you, you you got to have that confidence. We talked earlier about what, you know, why you, you know, man, what gets you going to go fishing? So, man, when I get, uh, it's funny because, like, if I have a good tournament, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. That was a grind. Whew, you know, you you, yep. you 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 finish the week, you're like, oh, I can't wait to just chill out, man. Hell, I finished dead last. I'm more excited to go back when I finished dead last than when I did well. <laughs> because I, I just, you just know, like, I know what I did wrong. I need to go do this. I need to go yeah. do this. Like that, that equation to, to solve that equation is the, is the, is the, uh, is the drug. That's the addiction, I guess, you know, that, that is, Man, I, I just, I, I want to figure it out. I can, I can totally just agree with you. Go out and you're less like, it took me, you know, I, I think it was Gerald Swindell, Clear Lake, um, He's out there and he's, you know, famous for his 10,000 casts and I finally get one, you know, and it's, it's one of those things where that, that right there has been so many people's day, 
you know, on the water. It's like guys are coming in with, you know, 15, 18, 20 pounds and you're sitting out there going, I got two, I got two pounds. <laughs> what did I do? I'm missing something and I want to get back out there the next day, the next hour. I want, I was like, don't stop yet. Let's keep fishing for a little bit. I can figure this out. Just give me that minute. Just give me a minute. I'll figure it out. But I know what you, I mean, I know what you're talking about because that's that right there is the, you know, the drive to this is, is figuring out the equation and getting those fish in the boat. Yeah. Hey, we was talking earlier, going back to the early conversation, we talked about five fish and every yeah. fish counts and this and that. Man, what's really cool about both formats is like, so if you fish five fish, get five bites. Mm hmm. You had a horrible fishing day. You had a great tournament day. Right. Or or if you go and you catch 30 fish, but your best five only weigh eight pounds, you had a great fishing day, but a horrible tournament day. Mm -hmm. it, it's, uh, it, it's weird, like, how, what marks success on the water for, you know, for that one dude. It, right. It's just, uh. Or like on a five fish tournament, you know, I'm like, man, you got, you must be excited. You're in third place. Or hell, you leading the tournament. You're like, man, I only had, uh, you know, I only had five bites. Like, yeah, but you're still leading the tournament. But I only had five bites. Right. Every fish counts. Your best five weighed seven pounds, you know, or or whatever, you know, nine yeah. pounds. You're like, man, but I, I had, you know, I caught, uh, you know, I caught thirty, but I didn't catch no big ones. Right. It's never satisfied, never enough. It's never, it's never, it's never enough. And the mark of success changes. That's what it's, uh, it's, man, it's just fishing. It's cool. It's awesome. I love well, it. Uh, yeah. And I, I really believe that that's what, you know, that's the comparison people make with, you know, this, with our sport to, to golf is it's like, you can never beat golf. You know, you can never beat bass fishing. There's always another, there's always a bigger fish. There's always, one less stroke you could have taken. There's always, you know, something is there. You know, perfection is unattainable. It just is. So you have to set your limit to what you feel is, you know, your personal perfection. If you go to a lake and it's like, this lake puts out, you know, 15 pound bags. That's like a, a, a stellar day is 15 pounds. And you go out and put out 14 pounds you want to go get that other pound you're still going back to get that other pound yeah you know that's that's the deal it's like yeah i won this tournament with 45 pounds or you know with 40 pounds 43 pounds i missed two pounds somewhere dang it i gotta get back out there and figure out what i did wrong you know <laughs> that's the... hey can i make you jealous here for a minute absolutely so i'm on i-10 mm -hmm. on i-10 west of baton Rouge. <laughs> And uh, I tend across the Chaffee Basin. Okay. And it is, it is pretty. Cypress trees, <laughs> few willow trees, stumps. Got about, you know, I don't know, maybe uh eight inches of visibility. Right where you can barely see that spinner bait under the water. It is, it's perfect. I have never fished cypress trees. Or any of that, when you when I watch you guys fishing on one of the I can't remember where it was, but there was just like all these cypress knees and all this stuff. I'm just I'm so confused. Like, how in the heck does that? Which one do you pick? Which one do you throw at? Which one? You know, I think it's I think it's intense, and I want to do it so bad, but I I just look at that and go, 
Yeah, there there is yeah. There's something to it's that. It's just like uh it's just like flipping reeds. Mm-hmm. Okay, you see that corner, you see that pocket, you see that that eddy, you know, where off of that current, you mm-hmm. just it it uh it it uh, same thing as a mat. It's not just it's not just a mat. You know, you see soft spots and points and pockets and mixing grass and stuff. So I just it's all how different uh you know, it's just how cover talks to you. Kind of like a floating dock. How does a floating dock look different from the other one? <laughs> it just got that. Just, it got that shade it, line. It, yep. it just it just has those things that that, that character. Yeah, it's got that. It's got that something. Something a little extra. Either that or somebody threw their Christmas tree over there. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and that's being from where you know, being from California out here. I've got clear. I got clear water, and if you know, a hundred and two hundred, three hundred feet of water, so. It's a little different, you know. It's a lot like I mean, it's it's fishing the delta, that sort of thing. Yeah, that clear, you know, clear water. You're, you're like happy with eight inches of, of clarity. I'm not happy till I got twenty five. Yeah, yeah, the world's <laughs> a win, right? So, but if you, but if you, if you want an interesting, uh, you uh, put up on, uh, go to Google. Yeah, you'll see. Uh, you see them talking about it's pretty cool. Well, we got to. I'm take... glad I'm westbound too because yeah. eastbound is backed up. They got a wreck. Oh, we. Uh... And I know y'all based out of California, so I am on a hands-free headset. Nice to let you know. <laughs> Come on, you're you're a... inspired. You're an ex. Inspired you're an ex policeman. By... <laughs> you got to do and it. The, the, right. uh... So real quick, the no the uh, inspiration from the headset started with Marley Stone way back when, who was picked up by, and then James Niggermeyer, I saw with the headset, and then I bought a headset. I've nice. been rocking the headset for a while. I love it. <laughs> Compared to all the, the little gadgets, little hands-free things, and the ear pods, and all the, you're just sticking with the headset. Oh, yeah, I'm a big truck driver. Parrot. <laughs> I got the uh, Blue Parrot 450. <laughs> nice. Matt Lee, to get Matt Lee on the show. Matt Lee is also uh uh Matt Matt Matt's jealous. He don't have a headset, but he wants one. I'm gonna get Matt Lee on here and I'm gonna make I'm gonna make him cry with it then. <laughs> Max, Max, he know he knows about it. Um I'll tell you what, I do want to ask you about one thing because I, I saw this at Redcrest and it's your special it's your deal. Um you made a reel. You designed or helped design a reel with no drag. No give, no nothing. You're talking about flipping that water, flipping the reeds, flipping those. Tell me about your reel real quick. The last thing we're gonna do. Tell me about your reel, because yeah, so the I'm reel intrigued. is uh, it's it's made by Cash King and it's called a dead boat. That's available on our website. So what I wanted in a reel was this is a performance casting reel. It's got a line guide. It's got a you know a pause system. It's got a centrifugal braking system. It's a performance casting reel but what we did is we took the the star drag off of it so that it is locked down it is a dead boat it's not moving and the reason why i wanted to build this reel was because i got over the course of a year you're going to get a couple bites that you said the hook and the drag has backed off on you through vibration on the road or highway or whatever you thought your drag was at was tightened down and for some reason it's not 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was one reason. And then another reason I wanted to build this reel is because it, with the most of the fishing I do, flipping frog in square, even like a square bill, a buzz bait, a whopper proper, anything, any any type of power fishing, I was locking my drag down anyway. Right. So I thought if I if I if I lock it down anyway, let me just take this chance of failure out of the equation and uh went to Cash King with the idea and uh they looked at me like I was silly there for a minute. <laughs> and uh and then they said, you know what, let's let's give it a shot. So they built it and we and we tested it and uh here we go. Uh, a performance casting reel with no drag. I I I, I think it's great. Now, of course, it was my project, so I, I'm gonna think it's great. But uh, <laughs> from a tactical from a tactical standpoint of a flipper and frogger and buzz beater and a power fisherman, I I, I don't know why anybody. Uh, I I think there's a lot of pros to having this this reel. The the uh, right. Dead boat. There's a lot of pros to having it. Well, I I looked at it at Redcrest and I fell in love instantly. I was like, this is my thing because I take you know I use a a rubber mallet to put my drag down. So I don't. Or a pair of blue hand with channel locks. <laughs> exactly. channel locks. Oh yeah, you know, just to, it's like I do not want. I I I thought it was genius. I, I will give you that much. I thought it was genius to finally have somebody to come up with a a, a reel that's like I don't need a drag. I don't want a drag. If I needed if I needed if I need to let that fish run, I will thumb him down. I will click the button and yep. let him and thumb him down, and that's how I'll let it go. But most of the time on those reels, it's going to be something that, like you said, you're throwing 65, 80 pound braid. You're throwing, you know, this. I don't need to. I don't need to thumb this. He ain't breaking my line. Generally, anything from 15 pound floral to braid, I throw that reel. Now, if I'm throwing a jerk bait on 12 pound line yeah. over a long point, you know. I definitely want yeah, something that's going to give a little. Yeah, but but even think about this. Even at that point, mm-hmm. how many times have you had a fish legitimately full drag? Yeah, it very very few times. Very few. Very seldom. And then if you do have to give that fish line, you throw them at the boat. So, uh, you know, it's not a it's not a um, not a one size fits all. For for fishing reels, but if but if if you beat your drag down with a with a rubber mallet, you might want to check out the dead boat from Cascade. All right, Cliff. Hey, man, I'll let you get back to driving. I thank you for taking all the time you did, man. I really appreciate it. I love to hear your opinions, your side of things. I think you're one of those true, honest guys out there. And uh, uh, good luck this year on the you know on the Bass Pro Tour. I hope you do great. Um, and good luck at your tournament today. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Well, thank. We're gonna hang up and uh, let him get back to his fishing days, and uh, we will talk to you. Thanks for tuning in. Next time on the show, we're gonna be talking to a couple guys uh, about forward facing sonar. So, tune back in later. And uh, thanks again. Have a good night. <laughs>